Welcome to After Campfire, a podcast about being yourself and comfortable in who you truly are. So why is the show called After Campfire? Well, everyone on this show has one thing in common. We all have a connection to the Southampton Fresh Air Home, a center for children with physical disabilities. At the beginning of each camp session, everyone comes together for campfire, a night where everyone is introduced to the people they'll be spending the next few weeks with, plus s'mores. Though they don't realize it yet, I know I didn't during my first campfire, that evening is the beginning of every person's journey to who they are now. When you're a person living with a physical disability, you often face many misconceptions about who you are, which can be tough at times. On this podcast, we have honest conversations about living with a disability from as many perspectives as possible. If you'd like to know more about the Fresh Air Home, there's a link in the podcast description. Otherwise, relax and we hope you enjoy the show. episode of the After Campfire podcast, we have a group of amazing young ladies of our Fall Home Away From Home program, which is a life skills lab type weekend for our young adult alumni. And in this episode, we get into some camp memories, some sentimental moments of our time at SPA and end it with some really insightful conversation about being a minority with a disability. And I think you'll all really enjoy kind of what came out of this conversation. So sit back and enjoy. All right. So welcome to another episode of the After Campfire podcast. We have a group of amazing ladies who have made me laugh all night and I'm Hoping that they make you guys laugh as hard as I have. And let's go in a circle in the room. Hello, my name is Kamaya Rose. I'm 22 years old and I'm an entrepreneur. Period. Okay, she said I got my own business. And I do. Slay mama. Hi, my name is Mary. I'm 16 years old and I am doing nothing right now. You you busy being a collegiate student, you know? For sure. I mean, I guess, but like, <laughs> I ain't no entrepreneur or anything like that. You, you you crochet and you sell them. You're an entrepreneur. You are an entrepreneur. I'm coming for you, come on. Oh, <laughs> Period. Wow. We got competition. I love competition. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mia Brown. I am 20 and I'm doing nothing right now. What are your goals? Um, To start working. Period. Um get better with like my financial stability yeah that's pretty much <laughs> those are my goals for goals for now that yeah. get that bag get that bag secure and you will you will mm-hmm. hey y'all it's alasia <laughs> um, I'm 18, I'm soon to be 19, and I'm an aspiring photographer. And she takes the best pictures, so... Ever. She really does. Book me, give you, give me all your monies. Thank you. Everyone hire her. <laughs> hire her. <laughs> that will be for me, that will be for me. <laughs> book you, already, you already got bookings. So, because it is a camp-inspired podcast, we will start simple. So, I will ask each of you what your favorite camp memories have been so far. I guess I'll start. 
All right, so definitely, like, in my top three prom third session, something about it just hit different, just getting ready and, like, just vibing with everybody at prom. It just was unreal. That's sweet. That's so sweet. Prom this year? Yeah, that's sweet. Okay, because I got, like, a OG, OG, and, like, me working at camp this okay. year was great. Like, I learned a lot changing as a woman. Not be not being careful to working was beautiful, um. But mine from from being a camper was when the prom queen was excellent. Love that moment. I cried so hard. But and that picture is iconic. But I loved it every second. My favorite memory is when we had late night talks in the bunk, or just like swimming with Mary and Louisa. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite memory of all time is just hanging out with Madison. I love that kid uh-huh. with my whole entire heart. I miss her so much. So sweet, so sweet. I have a lot, but from what I can think of at the top of my head right now is one night being in the bunk. I was the only one who couldn't sleep, so I was just singing <laughs> The Little Mermaid, <laughs> like keeping a everybody up. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Everything. I made up the lyrics too, though. But wow. Ah. If you need help. <laughs> Mary was there. Mary was there. I have a lot of questions. Come on, say. What's up? Mary, you were singing with her. Yeah, Buffalo Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Nah, she was singing on her own. I was trying to sleep. <laughs> Listen, I couldn't sleep, so if no one need, can sleep too. If you need to be in the loony bin, you say so. <laughs> so how, I long, mean, how, how long did you sing for? <laughs> I ain't gonna sleep because of y'all. Y'all know I'm gonna sleep because of me. But the lyrics weren't even right. And she swore that they were in the really song thought. until we listened and to the, the song and it was nowhere to be found. Anyway. Here's a random question, all right? You're stuck on a deserted island. You have the basics, you have food, you have water, a water source, a food source, you have a shelter source. But when it comes to people to help you survive, it can either be like comedic value or just people that you vibe with. Who three people that you met at camp you would want to take with you? David, Kamaya, and Mark. Why? <laughs> I feel like okay, David because like he'll he'll use like his his smarts and his brain. Kamaya, I don't like she, she'll what? just keep me on my toes and then mark because I need to laugh. Like I'm gonna go stir crazy if I'm sitting there on a deserted island without comedic relief. That's so crazy. That's yes, who that's, I need. Um I would bring Tiara. Let's go. Mary. Um and probably Conlon. Let's go. Well, he do be liking bugs. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Amir, why? Um, well, Mary and Conlon together is just hilarious. <laughs> and I would bring you because you would know what to do. I'm still a baby. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still a baby. It's crazy. It's just a baby. <laughs> I'm so mad that we can only pick three 
people because like if, if anything i'll just pick i'll just pick everybody who came to third session <laughs> we all go be on the island together i appreciate elijah for picking me though but um <laughs> nah i get it i don't be picking me neither i, I would pick you no, like you would be about four. Yeah, <laughs> love that tough boy. I love you so much, but like, uh-huh. um, being realistic. <laughs> being realistic is crazy. I'm not no, gonna I lie. Would need, I'm gonna need time because he knows the connections. Wait, I'm gonna need time. I'm gonna need English. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Emma. That helps us now, but I'm gonna need her too because she creative, she's smart, and she will keep us on a zen. Period. English will make me laugh, so it will be a perfect combo. I'm gonna break the rules again. I'm gonna pick four people. Okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back. Angel Vega, Period. Conlin, Jack, and Mariana. Because honestly, <laughs> I feel like it'd be chaotic, but like chaotically beautiful. Yes, that's beautiful. Lucy, because she's wild, and I vibe with wild. <laughs> um, she's, enter- she's entertaining, period. It's going to be boring on the island. Ale! Probably her, because why not? And... <laughs> She's cool. Uh, Mary. Period. Yeah, cause she can. Yeah, she can crochet me something warm. I agree with Elijah's logic about Conlon. I think he'll be a fun and be like extremely knowledgeable. And I feel like he'll tell us what not to touch and what not to eat. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm like, don't eat that. That's poison. You're gonna die. Um, me already. I bit into it. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Jack, because Jack's a good time. And Man Mary's a fun good time, you know? Yay. You know, I, th- I think it'd be a great time. Not to get all in our feelings a little bit more, you know, get a little bit more serious. Is there a specific moment when you're thinking back in your memories um, that really makes you the most sentimental when you think about camp? Um, I think it would have to be last year, third session, uh, during like wishboats and not wishboats. What did we do before wishboats? The slideshow. Before the slideshow when everybody's getting the ice cream, um, I hugged Teddy and we started crying together. And I think that's one of my favorite, favorite memories. I think when, um, it was, oh, when it was my first year and I won prom princess because I was new here. And I was like, oh, everyone actually likes me. That's so cool. Uh, for me, I feel like um, we lost a lot of people. Um, but mainly for me was um, dancing with Martin at prom. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to make all of us cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like, knowing that, thank God, it doesn't feel right, but, like, we living, mm-hmm. still living for them, but it's not going to be the same. Yeah. So, we love Kip, but 
is not camp at the same time. Right. <laughs> to me, one of the most sentimental moments I'd say I'd have had so far is probably R.I.P. But taking Jasper to prom and he told me that it was oh. his best night ever. Stop. Oh, yeah. Why are you doing it? That that was really. But it was though. Yeah. I feel like for me, like, I didn't even, like, because I was lucky enough to go to first and third session. So just, like, watching the counselors grow and then having to say goodbye to them. Third session was just really hard. And I feel like creating that bond with all of them was just super special. And it hurt so much to leave them because we're not sure if we'd see each other again. Like, I feel like I'm usually the person that doesn't really cry. I'm usually sitting at the uh-huh. back just watching everyone cry. But this year I was like... You know what? <laughs> not watching. <laughs> it's not a spectator sport, Buki. <laughs> but that's literally what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Take big pop up to the island. <laughs> we need context. Okay, so for this weekend, we are we have a group of alumni, mostly alumni, and for this weekend, we are having each person take care of their own egg babies. And every person, obviously, can name their egg baby. And what have you named your egg baby? So my egg baby is a boy. Okay. I named him Big Papa okay. because I have had this song stuck in my head for a while now where it's like, I love it when you call me Big Papa. Hey! I love it when you call me Big Papa. So, yeah, Big Papa and I are doing well. This Please evening, he's actually Are here with me today. Did you forget him in the box? He was taking a nap. I would like to clarify. Four naps one day. That's crazy. He's a real tired baby. What was he fighting to be awake? Leave Big Papa out. Just keep BP safe, bro. What? Hashtag keep BP safe. What makes it worse is that the last time we took Emily on the train, it was an hour-long train ride, and she was singing this song the entire time. I'm a very concerned auntie at this point. Do I call EPS Egg Protective (laughs) Services? I don't think it's too healthy. We need a wellness check. All social workers, please write in. What happened? He's right here with us. I wish they had the visual of you. (laughs) I'm going to put it in the... uh, Take a picture of Big Papa so the world knows who Big Papa is. And Big Papa is okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. Not no EPS. All right, I've photographed Big Papa (laughs) and his mom. uh, (laughs) Services to come search for. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Big Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Big Papa has a song. He's gonna have another Instagram. <laughs> okay, okay, yes. Managed by me. The next thing I want is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you for circling back. <laughs> thank thank you. <laughs> now that we've gone a little bit more nostalgic and been extremely unhinged so far, why not take it a step further? And let's talk a little bit about our experiences in the real world. Um, because people 
don't know how to act when they see people in wheelchairs. So, you know, I feel like we can give a little bit of our our perspective on what life's been like. So something else that is specific to you guys as a group is that y'all all are women of color. So we are minorities as women. Mm-hmm. We are minorities as people of color. And on top of that, we're disabled. <laughs> as people that represent the triple minority, how do you feel that your perspective is different than other people? I feel like it's definitely different because like, I feel like we don't have to act a certain way, but I feel like we all know like in our minds that if we acted, like if we showed our true colors to like, some people, it would give them like an ick or something. So I feel like it's definitely like getting comfortable around like the people you're interacting with and that's why it's like you're you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover because like I feel like I'm judged by like my appearance mm-hmm. and not like my actual personality and like my interests and stuff. So I feel like that's like a big part of it for sure. How do you wish that you were seen? Honestly, I just wish I was seen as a regular human being because at the end of the day that's what we all are, so and which do you feel affects you the most? Which identity? I feel like definitely the big one is probably being disabled because like even like no disrespect to like parents and stuff, but I feel like able-bodied parents, most some of them don't like educate their kids mm-hmm. on like disabled people and they automatically like, oh, don't look at them, it's rude. Or they don't like give them that education that they need. Like we don't bite, like we're not evil. <laughs> we don't have diseases. I mean, we do, I mean, but they're, <laughs> well, no, they're, they're not most contagious. Of most of us. Not ones we can catch, you know? <laughs> you can't catch this one. <laughs> As five people who represent um, the triple minority, what do you feel is different about your perspective on the world? Well, I want to say it's a quadruple minority because I'm also a teenager. And people don't like listening to me because of that. They think I don't know nothing because I'm young. Period. I wish people would listen to us. You know what I mean? Like, I have a lot to say. I, I think a lot. And I feel like my opinions are just as valid as anyone else's. And what yeah. do you feel like you get judged on the most? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like people underestimate me because of my disability. It's like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. I could do anything I put my mind to, actually. So, uh, there's that. Period. I feel like, as a woman with a disability, like, I feel like people just think I can't, like, have children, and that sucks. Like, just thinking because I'm disabled that I can't have a family or have an able-bodied boyfriend is crazy. Mm -hmm. It just makes me really angry, (laughs) because why would you think that? Yeah. Or, like, people always assume that I haven't told my boyfriend that I'm disabled. Right. Because, you know, I guess in their brain, we don't tell people that first. Supposedly, it's a big secret that I've been hiding. Like, people always ask me, what is he going to do when he sees you? Isn't he going to, like, break up the... No, because he knows. Like... <laughs> or, like... Be like, yeah, when I send him a picture, I'm just edit out my wheelchair. <laughs> Blake chair, a ghost chair. <laughs> Be like, I'm just doing yoga. I'm doing yoga in the sky. In the sky is killing me. Mommy, come get me. But no, I feel like people are very ignorant when it comes to that. Like, 
asking me personal questions. A stranger wouldn't ask me, so why do you think it's okay to ask me? You wouldn't ask a stranger that. Right. No, 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 no. They would ask a stranger that. Would you ask an able-bodied person that is my question? Do you just go around just ask people questions like that? Or try to use us uh, use us as test dummies. Or lab rats. Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> because I don't think I've ever been used as a test dummy, so I, I just I feel like hospitals, they think like surgeries, they think will work on us. They didn't use it on anyone else. Or maybe we kinda are test dummies though in a sense. And and that I mean <laughs> but I feel, like, I feel like it's for sometimes like they don't really know they tell you what number and be like it's 95% is gonna do this but is it really oh now I get what you mean is it really like is it really or you just give us that number for us to really just test it to say it's gonna oh work, okay and it don't work okay now I understand what you mean that makes sense uh, disabled wise I feel like out in public I do get what is it called like looked over mm-hmm. mm. like people assume that oh she needs help she can't do that you know things like that mm-hmm. but i guess latin wise yeah i speak both languages but like i'd be forgetting like words to both mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh i kind of feel like stupid when they try to say something in like one of the languages and I'm just like wait what and I don't know how to say it in that language mm-hmm. because then they don't know how to speak it so I'm just like oh damn <laughs> so I have to you know act different I mainly struggle with just the disabled part though mm-hmm. but yeah Miha. can I add one more thing yeah I feel like people just automatically think oh because they're disabled they don't learn as fast as others because that really yeah irritates me or think like because i'm very confident about skin period so i feel like they seem like oh my god um tiptoe around to make jokes like i joke about stuff all the time because i love myself and mm-hmm. i was meant to be where i'm at now for a reason so you joking at me i could joke back mm-hmm. And I just want people to just... One time I'm like circling back, <laughs> but like um, first session, like all the counselors like really knew, I think it was like the second day. And um, I made like a joke about like my disability to one of the counselors. And like, I guess they didn't know that I was joking. So like literally like 20 minutes after they came and apologized to me and I felt so bad because I was literally just joking and I didn't mean to upset them or to make them think that I was offended because I was literally just joking. This is a PSA. If we make jokes about our disability, please laugh. <laughs> no, literally. Because when you don't, don't that's tell when me to stop. Me. It's my disability. Don't tell me to stop doing it. I have to live with this. Literally, jokes make me better. I just want you to laugh so we can feel comfortable yeah. and you are something us more. Like, just laugh. Like, I fell. Yeah. Laugh. <laughs> laugh. But help me up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> help me up. Don't leave me on the floor and laugh. Like, no. laugh like, as you're pulling me off. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. laugh and walk away. <laughs> no, you gotta pick me up while you laugh. But like, still laugh. You're like, haha, that's funny. I'm gonna go. Cause I laugh about us all the time. They're like, see, ooh, I think she need a band aid. Like, nothing. Don't get up her. So, something that I've experienced um, as all of the minorities um, is people assuming that you have to cancel out one of them, and I'll explain. 
So when I'm, and Emily kind of touched on it a, a little bit, but when people see your disability, they assume that you can't think the same way as they do. And so you're finding yourself overcompensating, trying to make you make yourself mm-hmm. sound smarter because you you know you want them to believe that you're smart. Yeah. Um, is this just a me thing? No, no, no it's it literally gets on my nerves. Wait, I never realized I did that until just now. Like when you verbalized it and you put it into words, I do that all the time. And I feel like that's that sucks because why we gotta like overthink every time and not do be ourselves twenty four seven. And it yeah. definitely lowers like my level of comfortability comfortability around you <clears throat> because I constantly have to overthink everything I'm saying and make sure I'm sounding like I can keep up with you and that I'm at your level and yeah. it's constantly hard to do that especially when they're expecting you to mess yeah. up and mm-hmm. you know they're expecting you to mess up and that's just it's rough and we don't want to mess up so right. we keep trying to be someone that we're not yeah I'm gonna stop doing that cause I'm not in the business of proving myself to nobody exactly like if you don't believe me okay fine deuces special shout out to Emma over there who is snapping we love the quiet snaps <laughs> We also love having an audience. I feel like you're right. You pretty much understand me and touched on exactly how I feel in those moments. Like, yes, it's annoying, but I feel like it's going to be a forever thing. You just got to get used to it and yeah. uh, work your way around it and try to get comfortable, even though it, it just gets very frustrating. People who, you know, do try to help don't make enough effort, I feel like, and then we just put too much and, like... We're very, like, we try our best for them to understand, but they still are And a special thank you for the guests on this podcast. Thank you, Mia, Kamaya, Mary, Alasia, and Emily for the laughs and for a great insight on how people with disabilities who are also people of color navigate the world and having to kind of code switch a little bit. So... Thank you again, and be sure to stay tuned for the next episode of the After Campfire podcast. We have two gentlemen that are longtime favorites of SPA, so be sure to tune in for that. Until then, thank you very much, and we'll catch you next time.